You're listening to the Forging Theory Podcast, a show dedicated to bettering lives through fitness, nutrition, and inspiring stories from athletes of every stripe. This episode is brought to you by Modern Day Midwife, encouraging active pregnancies, supporting empowered birth, and growing strong, healthy families. For more information or to set up an appointment, contact Tracy Burns by visiting moderndaymidwife.com. What's going on, sweet people? This is Coach Riley coming at you live with another episode of the Forging Fury Podcast. Today, I'm riding solo, but I do have a very, very close friend with me. Her name is Megan Lascoti. Yeah, she's my friend. It, it gets a little complicated, but Megan, what's going on? Hey, yeah, we swore never use that. Oh, word. oh yeah, yeah. Well, I'm we're <laughs> we're associates, I guess you could say. We um, well, people that don't know, <laughs> Megan is my ex girlfriend. <laughs> hey, Riley. Yes, I think that people would be like, "Yo, why would you ever interview your ex girlfriend?" And then that's exactly why. Why we're you in should <laughs> interview your ex girlfriend, but. And but yes, I showed up. I yes, well, I'm tech. I'm technically in San Diego, so I he came. Showed I up. came <laughs> to see her. Yeah, so and this is all for this interview. Just for the interview. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, so Megan, <laughs> let's start this thing off. Like first words, what do you want to like? What do you want to talk about? Oh my goodness. Well. Well, let, let's I'm let's let's go back. Let's go talk about no. Let's talk about how we met. Okay. We'll like how we met. Right. So well, good old Columbia, South Carolina mm-hmm. brought us together. Yeah. Um, went to University of South Carolina. We met in Dr. Minch's class. Well, actually, I saw you first in Carolina CrossFit. So I joined this CrossFit gym in Columbia and there's this guy working out, has these dreads. Yeah, had long dreadlocks in there. Super long dreads. And t- honestly, not gassing you up. But oh, shit. Here it goes. <laughs> So I see this guy and I'm like, I'm, I'm, uh, brand new to this gym and I think so was I though. You might've been. Yeah. So new to this gym, didn't know anyone. And I see this guy working out and I'm just trying to like get a groove of the gym and like, who can I be friends with? And I literally look at this guy and I'm like, he has dreads. He must be cool. Oh shoot. You heard it here first. People <laughs> think I'm cool. Well, I just literally had a picture on my like history of of like the I guess Facebook, dreads. yeah, Facebook memories of my dreadlocks, and not a lot of people uh, liked them. Number one, number two, a lot of people asked if I'd bring them back, mm. and uh, no, I'm not going to do that. So there's that. So mm. we we finally meet. We have a class together, Doctor Mench's class. I think what was what kind of class was that? Uh, you would know better. I don't know. What was well, it like? So some type of, of sports all, sports class, like sports yeah. injuries of some well, sort. So I, we, I walk into this classroom and so joined Carolina CrossFit, eventually met some friends. Yeah, there and, you go. Um, <laughs> eventually met some friends, a couple of which Riley. Then we had a friend named Ryan Stroh and then Zach Griffith. I don't know if they listen to this podcast, but shout out to Ryan and Zach. <laughs> so walk into this class and lo and behold, who's in this class? Riley, Ryan, and Zach. So... Just four CrossFitters just all sitting in the same room. Of course, we're going to become best friends. It was wild. And (laughs) so sat next to them and, you know, friendship evolved from there. The first conversation (laughs) that we had. So the professor puts up a PowerPoint of a dog. Mm. And I'm like, ah, I would really (laughs) like a dog. I want a puppy. And Riley slides in. Um, I'm very slick with it. Yes. 
um, slides up from behind and says, well, why don't you tell your boyfriend to get you a dog? And I said, well. Well, this, I was like, this crap. is the part where you tell me you have a boyfriend yeah. or not. But she kind of looked at me. She gave me the side eye. And I was like, I was well, like, this is the part where you tell me you have a boyfriend or not. And I was like, I do have a boyfriend. Yes. And actually, <laughs> I'll just share this. Oh, God. He had a girlfriend. Oh, I did have a girlfriend at the time. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that whole part. That's not important. Skip that part. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So we met in Dr. Minch's class. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we ended up training a lot together at Carolina CrossFit. Yeah. Having the same friends um, and all of that nature. Multiple classes. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of went through college pretty much. We Did you switch from exercise science to public health? Public health. Probably because yes. of me. <laughs> You'd like to think that. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> Um, but then we'll, we'll skip a lot of the, the <laughs> details, but basically it was three years of me trying to persuade Megan to go out on a date with me. And she politely declined for about three, three and a half yeah. years. There was a dog park. Yeah. It was on campus. Yeah. We, I, I had a lot of, I, I was shooting my shot. You shoot every, or you miss every shot you don't take. So mm, this guy, I was missing a lot, but I'm sure you guys know he's Mr. Smooth. Hold on. I'm not that smooth, um, but um, <laughs> smooth um, with a V. But then the end of our senior year, me and Megan, again, I try that one desperate uh, toss, like, you know, desperation shot. And she gave me the time of day. And yeah, we started dating for two and a half years, <laughs> two years. Yeah, two and a half. Two and a half, pretty yeah. much two and a half. And then. We decided, well, well, we broke up. Yeah. We broke up. We'll just put it in that terminology. I moved out to Phoenix, went to Fury. She's been in San Diego since then. And we've been in contact. And I honestly can't say enough about how awesome Megan is. She's one of the people I can really talk to about anything and communicate well with. So mm. if anyone knows about me, I'm not a great communicator at times. So yeah, so there's <laughs> that. So anyone that I can he actually can communi- be when he wants to, yeah, be, when for I sure. want to for sure. But and like on this, I mean, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, the podcast gives me a reason to be a good communicator. So it's your element, yeah. So I when think you put him in uncomfortable situations, or you got to talk about your feelings, yeah, d- don't tell all the people they don't need to know all this mm. stuff. So, um, but yeah, we've been able to stay in contact and kind of be friends. No, don't say <laughs> that. Don't say the f word. We're friends. Yeah, we're associates. That's even worse. Yeah, that sounds worse too. But I don't know if we even there's a word for what no, for what we are at this point. Me. But Mm-mm. but yeah, Megan actually through that time at Carolina CrossFit, she coached at Carolina CrossFit. She's a full time employee. Well, she works for a company called Lululemon, which is really mm-hmm. cool. Which I talked about that as well. And she also is a nu- nutrition coach. Yeah. So she's got CrossFit experience. She's got kind of a really cool high end fashion sense to her <laughs> leggings uh, oh hold on it's called what's it called um the fashion of like wearing sports clothes leisure leisure athleisure athleisure there athleisure. you go so she knows her way around fashion and she also knows a bunch about nutrition so all all situations aside i think megan has definitely some good things to input on this podcast so that. um yeah she's a smart girl she's very very smart mm. um recently let's dive into the nutrition stuff you've you've become a part of a team tell me about that yeah so i back in november i've always been passionate about nutrition um and that really started with crossfit number one but um Back in November, I got my certification through Precision Nutrition and then went on to start online coaching. Yeah. And what's this? Uh, drop the company's name. like Precision Nutrition? No, no, no. The c- 
Oh, the company you work with. Functional fit or Functional Nutrition Fitness. There you F-N-F. go. FNF. FNF. All right. So if you want to follow him on Instagram, this page at, at Functional Nutrition Fitness. Cool. So yeah, she's recently been added to this team of like nutrition people, mm-hmm. and now she's able to reach a little bit more folks through that. Yeah, correct? yeah, definitely. So part time coaching for them. So taking on clients of my own, but then also onboarding through there. Mm, so they kind of have a filter system that they correct. feed you clients. That's that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I know beforehand you were working like freelance, like yeah. by yourself, and it was at times like you felt like it was a little bit difficult oh, to, to get people to come work with you. So kind of talk me through the advantages of working with a company like that Definitely. and the disadvantages well, or if there's any. Yeah. Well, for me, I just found where I like where my weaknesses were. So like working for myself, there's a lot of marketing. There's a lot of being on social media. And um, I, to be quite frank, am not the best at that. And being consistent is the key. And so for me, I found it to become like, yeah, I, I don't like social media it. either. Ugh. Yes and no. (laughs) Scrolling, yes. (laughs) I like trying to get to the bottom of Instagram. Oh, the fastest. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I don't think it's ever possible, but. Um, So, yeah, it was, I just found that like working for myself, it was really hard um, Mm. to just stay consistent and motivated in that aspect. Um, But now being a part of a team, it's kind of like I do really well with structure. So they tell me, hey, I need content this many times a month. they have resources for me to pull love from. Love that structure, huh? I love structure. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, very disciplined. That is a strength of mine. But um, I would agree. So it w- it's just nice to work underneath someone, and mm. also to be honest, like going out on my own with nutrition, I was flying blind. Mm. Like I didn't feel like I had mentors or. Um, fake it till you make it. Deal, yeah, huh? I kind of felt like not uh, kind of alone, and so it, with this, I have people that I can like look look to for resources and they can help guide me. So So it almost gives you like some type of framework to work upon instead of kind of creating your framework as well. Absolutely. And so like they have things like an online platform for the coaches for like Mm. developing um, or continuing education. So um, I can go and get more certs through this company and they even collaborate with those other coaches. Right. Absolutely. So it's just like having, I'm a, team person i've Mm. been on a team my whole life yeah yeah. Um, we'll get into that a little bit later yeah so (laughs) um so let's talk about nutrition a little bit more a lot of people like to listen to this podcast for nutrition stuff um let's just start off with i know uh, like you're the person that got me into really into nutrition and Mm. like like paying attention to what i eat because like you at, at a point we're like dialed in 105 percent like this was the girl that would like weigh her almonds and like only <laughs> weigh my eat. water yeah exactly <laughs> weigh her ice cubes yeah. and how measure many? how many breaths of air she took <laughs> yeah. that day so like you no. went you've come like a really full circle with totally. your personal nutrition journey yeah. let's talk about that a little bit yeah um so i had an eating disorder when i was 14 15 um suffered for or struggled with uh, anorexia and bulimia bulimia mm. and then from there when that kind of continued on all throughout high school into college and then I found CrossFit and found an appreciation for my more like curvy body mm. and um, so CrossFit made you love your body huh weird yeah right yeah <laughs> it just made me feel strong like my legs were powerful and um, my arms were strong because they could pull mm. me up, you know, so it was a way different. Um, I came from a cheerleading background. Mm. So appearance based sport to performance based sport. Mm. Right. Um, so then I found nutrition in CrossFit and it was more of like fueling for performance. And 
that's when I got into like, um, I got into RP strength actually. Mm. So it's templates. Yeah. You're the one that got me to buy those too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean this, that had you dial it in, but well, I got fat on those. I got, well, you were doing mass. Oh yeah. Okay. I was doing cut. <laughs> and, um, she was getting skinnier and I was just getting yeah, fat. Yeah. All the peanut butter. <laughs> and I ate like one almond a day that, yeah, that time. Yeah. That was um, kind of hard to watch. It was bad. It yeah. like looking back, I remember being so just like blinders on mm. in my zone, like, so focused on what I was eating and training mm. and I reflect back and I'm like I don't was your performance well though like I did perform well yeah, until I got to a point where I was too lean mm. and so I really resonate with a lot of people that are Can like you say too lean what does that mean um for me well so I lost my menstrual cycle mm. um it's a red flag ladies total right so it's yes definitely <laughs> um lost my menstrual cycle I was just like not not energized mm. um and then my performance actually started to decline i mm. wasn't feeling um ready for my workouts recovered from my workouts but i had abs yeah those abs though were popping i had abs i think you could see your heartbeat at I one was point probably i mean yeah. i feel like i had yeah i was so lean and i look mm. back at pictures but guess what like did you think that the abs defined you as a human I was, I don't know if I ever set out on a journey like, oh, I want abs, but mm. I wanted to be lean. Yeah. Whatever lean meant to me, I <laughs> wanted to be lean. That's a relative term. Yeah. Like I, I wanted to be muscular, but I, mm. um, I got there and my mind's it, like, so I'm in love with the mindset aspect mm. because I got there and I reflect on these pictures and I'm like, holy cow. I still looked in the mirror and was like, it's not enough. Yeah. It's not enough. Yeah. And so from there, I found macro coaching. I was mm. actually coached by, um, you got me into Ben Williams. Ben Williams. Shout so out to Ben Williams if you ben listen to this. Williams. Yeah, we were both working with him together yeah. as well. Yeah, and y something profound you shared with me, it's like, um, you, this might be not, not the best example, but like, if you need your house cleaned, you hire a person to clean your house mm -hmm. or if, you if your car breaks you take it to the mechanic correct <laughs> like that and you're like if you need help with nutrition you hire a nutrition coach yeah. and so i did that and it was what got me into like macros mm -hmm. and more food and that was so the first time you were ever counting macros correct okay correct yeah because um, you were you were measuring but not counting macros rp mm -hmm. strength did like the it's like a ounces yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so um started counting macros and then that was my journey of like I actually gained weight my performance did increase mm. I gained some um gained muscle really not fat but yeah. um yeah then that kind of spindled into a whole nother realm of like control yeah. and manifested in a whole different way of like an eating disorder mm. and so now I am here I am present day and I don't track and yeah you you don't use your scale anymore I don't use my scale yeah did it's you think free. the scale became a crutch of some sort Absolutely. And you guys, this is within like the last three weeks mm. that um, I kind of came to the real or it was brought to my attention that it was a form of control and it was a way that I was still had a disordered way of eating. Like mm. I couldn't put something in my mouth that it wasn't weighed, logged. Granted, I've been doing this for over three years. Yeah, I can relate. I'm on this team, too, and I'm still struggling with it personally. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. If you have if you ask anyone from CrossFit Fury, they like especially Nicole or anyone mm. that I'll go out with, they'll make fun of me because I'll eat something bad. Like we'll have a like we'll go out as a gym or a friend group and I'll eat something and I'll feel bad about it for four to five days like yeah i can't just let it go like it's that guilt and yeah so food guilt is a thing yeah <laughs> well i never the word shame mm. i was like trying to reflect on like what does shame feel like and 
what I pinpointed it to was like when I ate something that mm. I didn't log or I mm. ate something bad and it was like the the self-talk I had like, yeah. oh my God, you didn't record that or what you, you're going to go downhill. The Whoa. shame of eating that last piece of pizza when you know you shouldn't have. That's <laughs> yeah. what that's what shame and feels like to me. And then going down the rabbit hole of like, well, then I can eat ice cream too. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Well, I already <laughs> messed up, so I might as well just keep going. Yeah, yeah. so I struggled with that. Yeah, I still struggle with it. Still since do. I think... I, we talked a little bit earlier today about it and I've since I've been back from Granite Games I have been like halfway tracking and like getting in and out of it and trying to shift a little bit more towards like intuitive eating and mm -hmm. like knowing like we've done like we've measured and weighed for three I three know years, what three a plus, plate yeah, looks like exactly we're kind of pretty comfortable with like what our body needs and what 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 macros are on a plate and like what do we need more of like what haven't I eaten today like I have a lot of internal dialogue that has developed over those years like it's paying off now because I don't have to weigh and measure everything. Definitely. Well, the bigger question I have to ask myself is, do I trust myself? Mm. How do you trust yourself to do what? To know how to fuel my body mm. without logging and tracking. Because guess what? Like I help people have a lifestyle with eating, mm -hmm. you know, a healthy lifestyle with eating. Yeah. Yet I was so rigid and I don't expect my clients to mm -hmm. weigh and log their food for the rest of their life. Yeah, 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 for but sure. yet I couldn't walk the walk. I was talking it, couldn't walk it. So I feel like there's a, like at first when you learn how to do that, like when you first find like weighing and measuring, like it makes a huge difference. Oh, I think it is an incredible tool. And I always, I think it's a cliche, but a tool for your tool belt. Mm -hmm. And it allowed me to see what does an appropriate plate look like? What does a tablespoon of almond butter mm. look like versus... Or, or like five ounces of meat. Or Yeah, or like weigh out your almond butter because a tablespoon is actually probably like five tablespoons. Exactly, you know? yeah. So I think it's a great tool, but um, not longevity. Mm. And it has its time and its place. Yeah. Like performance, if you're going for performance in the gym, dial it in. Yeah. But if you're just wanting to like live life and enjoy yourself, mm. maybe not. So you've kind of made this shift from like eating to perform to eating to be healthy. Mm. And we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier and I think it's kind of like a sensitive topic, but no, I know. I'm screw open. it. <laughs> um, you let's talk about your menstrual cycle. Like, oh, yeah. so have you been able to reclaim that or like, cause I feel like there's a lot of females that are listening to this. They're like, Oh my goodness, maybe this is talking to me guys. I'll be straight up. No, oh, like, so you I'm still struggling. So you think that, your kind of thought process is that eating this way or like exercising at such a high level or like stress. All, all of it. Yeah. Stress as well kind of led to this. Well, like your endocrine, like your system is off. Whack. Yeah. So I'll just like highlight 14 years old. I had my period, mm. um, had an eating disorder, got down to 98 pounds, lost my period for over a year. Wow. Then when I'm 16, started gaining more weight. So high school and all through college, it was like very hit or miss. Didn't, never took birth control, thank mm. God. Yeah, right. Um, we don't love them chemis. No chemis. <laughs> <laughs> um, so never took birth control, but still irregular periods. Fast forward to CrossFit, got super lean. Again, menstrual cycle goes, mm. no, goes gone. So on, off, on, off, on, off, Correct. on, off. Yeah. And so still to this day, so um, it's been almost eight months since oh. I had, um, I menstruated. And like, to be frank, I thought it, and I almost am hesitant to say this, but I'm just be honest. But like, there was times I'm like, yes, I don't have my period. Like, yeah, it's yeah. great. I don't have to deal with it. But now it's like. That is your monthly report card. Mm. And that is telling you females, what is your body telling you? Yeah. Are you having heavy periods? Are you having light periods? Like all of it, 
you should read or the this book I'm reading is um, the Period Repair Manual. It's all about a holistic way of recovering mm. your menstrual cycle and just knowing what the heck is going on in our yeah. bodies. Like I feel like that's another like another checklist you can use to see if oh like, my gosh if your I'm, body is functioning at a high rate. I'm learning so much about yeah. our hormones and just it's just nice or it's I think important to know what our bodies are doing. Yeah. So um, I'm just learning how diet and lifestyle does play a huge role and yeah. stress. When you said like stress is working out stress yeah. is logging your food yeah. you know and then stress is stress. a tough relationship <laughs> <laughs> you're you're doing it yeah, to yourself I'm digging my own grave <laughs> yeah, right now you are. <laughs> um so yeah stress i would say is the umbrella of mm. why i am struggling with it present day mm. and um i have to i have to say and for anyone else this might resonate with like it took a, a lot of damage to get here a lot of like punches mm -hmm. to my system to get to where I am without it. So it will not come back overnight. Mm. I know that like yeah. it is going to be a process, but guys, some, some days it's like, okay, or I'm on it. Just girls. Oh yeah. Girls. Guys. <laughs> I'm trying to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, for females, it's some days it's like, Oh, I'm on track. I'm, I'm doing everything white. Mm. Right. Um, <laughs> doing everything white, white. <laughs> <laughs> doing everything right. Keep going. Um, and, but then there's the next day I'm like, oh, my God, it's still not here, mm. you know. So it, it's a journey. Um, but I'm committed to just staying with it and yeah. getting it back. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we'll have to check in in like six, check eight in. months. <laughs> yeah. until you I don't know if they want to know that. Circle back with yeah. Megan to see <laughs> if Whoever's burning her. to know. Yeah, right. <laughs> check back in. Um, so let's talk before we move on. Like, what would you say the best nutrition advice you can give to anyone that's listening to this podcast? Or just, like, something that's been huge for you? Guys, it, or people. <laughs> people. Sweet, sweet people. people. Sweet people. <laughs> it's as simple as eating whole, unprocessed foods. Mm. Shop the outer perimeter of the, um, the grocery. And yeah. something that I will say is... Um, know where you're if you're eating meat know where your meat's coming from mm. you can revisit if anyone's listening to this and want to revisit one of our episodes called the grocery games it was actually really entertaining and really informational that was so, i did listen so to circle that back to that one uh grocery games check it out yeah whole unprocessed foods mm. yeah i think that the, the grocery store is people where people struggle a lot so definitely that's I love any, grocery yeah shopping. any any advice we can give to people when it comes to grocery shopping i think it's a win mm. um another thing i want to talk about and Megan would never tell you this guys, <laughs> but she was like when when we say she was a competitive crossfit athlete, she was what were you the second fittest woman in South Carolina one year? Yeah. What year was that? 2015, 2016? 16. 2016. Megan was the second fittest woman in the whole state of South Carolina, which is is incredible. Not it's that big. I, no, <laughs> no, no. no. I kidding. think that's some that's a huge feat. It was great, yeah. And she like good. like you could see listening to her kind of nutrition, she was super dialed in there. Her training was super dialed in. She was like, she was winning every competition she would enter. Like, mm. I remember girls like seeing you, they, they show up and like be pissed. The like, best oh, one, I just had to share this because yeah. I think it's funny. Uh, I think it was the Clash of the Amazon all female competition. But so I won, but on the podium, it was like one of those like three tiered podiums. Mm -hmm. And so I'm standing on the top at number one. Well, spot number two and three are obviously put lower than you, right? Yeah. Well, the girls were taller than me. <laughs> at, and on I the was second and on third, the one. Yeah. yeah. Like they were. They were strong women, and yeah. I looked like a little shrimp. But yeah. honestly, that was probably one of my proudest like wins. I was like, oh, 
over the years, I've definitely seen Megan compete and excel at a very high level. And then having her make this move out to San Diego, <laughs> and we've kind of we've seen a big I've seen a big shift in her from high level competitive athlete to was it one time regional athlete? Went to regionals once. Yeah. Went to regionals once. Okay, mm-hmm. so she was on a team that went to regionals, which is. Oh, R.I.P. to regionals. Like, <laughs> we'll never see you again. But when multi- are the games? Yeah, w- she's been to Wadapalooza multiple times. Mm-hmm. She's won many local competitions. So she was like really high competitive athlete, and now she's made this transition to San Diego, and she she's really kind of like had to find a new identity. Yeah, uh, and she hasn't been competing at the highest level, and she's had a shift in her life. And I just kind of want to go in on that. You know, I go right to the core of yeah. the, the cool. tough topics. How has that been? Like. I know you you talk about seasons of life. I'll let you talk. Mm, so hard. Yeah. Um, so biggest wow, where do I want to even Well start start this? with your injury. Uh well I've just had this chronic like pain injury on mm. it or uh pain in my hip, mm. my right hip, and you know, there's certain movements in CrossFit like a toes to bar and box jumps are like mm. two that really fire it up. And so when I was still competing, I just ignored it. I trained around it. Mm. Then fast forward, I move out to San Diego and um, it's, I remember moving and being like, I'm moving across the country. Here we go. You Mm. know, no big. Maybe sitting in a car for 30 plus (laughs) hours didn't help your Uh, hip. Maybe. But I get here and everything's different. Like Mm. I try to copy my and pace my life from South Carolina out here and it just did not fit. And so I wasn't anticipating all the change. And long story short, it was just compiled stress. Mm. And um, I mean, one of my biggest fears was at that moment was being alone. And boy, I like just dove right into being alone. I knew no one out here um, came out alone. And so um, I've really learned like the mind body connection and like your center, like your feeling of stability and grounding is held in your stomach, like your Mm. deep learned about chakras out here oh, all this like hippie, hippie dippy yeah, right. <laughs> um so like your root chakra is like at the core of your stomach and like i guess t- tying it full circle like don't menstruate like i ha- i'm holding a lot of stress mm. in my lower abdomen which is near my injury of my hip my right mm. hip and so it just like cro- it just kept getting chronic and worse and worse and worse and um yeah i came out here with a lot of attachments on to who i th- what I thought would fulfill me and bring me happiness. Well, who you were in South Carolina. Right. Like training, my nutrition, like my relationship, Mm. like all of that. Like I put so much, um, I was attached to all of that. Then I Mm. get out here and I have none. Well, I don't have a relationship. I'm alone. And then I have this injury that's kind of bothering me. So I, after about a month of being here, had to start like pulling back from training, but I was so stubborn and was training, training, training. Same with nutrition, still logging, but like in my gut, my it was screaming like, stop, will mm. you stop? And honestly, I did that for the next year. So up until this past January, um, my body finally, I did go to Wadapalooza mm. and like adrenaline through that. And when I got home, my body shut down and I was faced with like no working out. And it was about two months of... When you say shut down, what do you mean? Um... um did everything just hurt so or like that and like tired adrenal fatigue i mean yeah. i don't like to toss around that word because yeah. it's just like it i just don't think it's yeah you don't think it's a thing not really and it's like oh I'm, i have adrenal fatigue <laughs> yeah <laughs> like sounds oh. sounds smart though sounds so smart yeah. but it's i think it was just i just like to say it was stress compiled stress mm. and um 
yeah, I couldn't, I tried to go to the gym, but I had no energy. Um, and so I had to stop training and really Mm -hmm. figure out who is Megan without the gym. Mm -hmm. And that was really hard. Um, going on a lot of walks, (laughs) meditating a lot, um, implementing yoga, things like that. But, um, yeah, my identity was really wrapped up in who I was as a partner, who I was as a CrossFitter and who I was as, um, an athlete. Yeah. So do you think, do you think that transition was smooth or was it like, obviously it was pretty rough on you? So hard. Do you anticipate ever like being an athlete again? A bigger picture I would love to. Um, You think you got to get this thing figured out with your hip first? I mean, yeah, absolutely. I'm on like the road of recovery and just like. Does it feel better? It does. I'm doing, taking the steps to get it better and like. Like what? What do you do? Get the work done. So recovery wise, I only train three to four times a week. I pulled back a lot from that. Um, I stretch every day, (laughs) every single day, mobilize. um, And then I get work done every week. Um, Megan Lascotti mobilizes and stretches and foam rolls and lays on lacrosse <laughs> balls more than any other human I've ever met. It's so probably not healthy. Maybe the fact that's that, <laughs> The fact that something's wrong with her, like, just, like, I don't ever want to do that as much as she does. Yeah, so. it's sad. But Or do things like, I know you you like this, but, like, do, like, the float tanks. Mm. Like, I do a lot of... Um, Didn't you do, like, a red light therapy? Yeah, or, I did or the infrared sauna. Infrared sauna. Like, things like that. So, like, CrossFit, I might butcher this, but it's, like, the yang. Like, high intensity, super, mm-hmm. like, go, go, go. And I've been trying to implement more yin. Yeah, like, so balance. Exactly. Yeah. So, breath work, meditating, walking. Yeah, so having to revamp your identity, <laughs> it, it, it seems tough. And when, when I see Megan go through this transition, like, from being an athlete to like having all that stripped away. Like it makes me do some internal thinking of like, well, who am I without CrossFit or like, who am I without like competing at at a level that's decent? Basically the biggest question for me again, yeah, was who are you without all these things? Like this world, these things you think are going to make you happy and you put all your like hope in them and like, it can be taken at any minute. Mm. And I really felt like, and I'm grateful for it because that's, there's more to life than being a CrossFit athlete. There's Mm. more to life than your partner making you happy. Like I have to make myself happy. And I think I lost who, what does Megan like to do outside of the gym? What does Mm. Megan like to do when she's single? Like, Mm. and these were all things I struggled with. I couldn't answer a year and a half ago. And Mm. now I've like, I've found things that like, bring me joy so in the in the words of some other people that are smart you've done the work i'm in the work oh you're in the work i the work is never done done some work i've done some work i'm in the work the work is never done the work is never done there is no finish line i feel like i said that oh this one is what i've been holding on to or like been getting me but there's nowhere to get there's nowhere to get. There's nowhere to get. <laughs> Listen to that, Michael. There's nowhere to <laughs> there's get. There's just no like we're running this rat race, but guess what? There's nowhere to there's get. There's no final destination. Like I have this right here, right now. Yeah. In front of you. Yeah, that's it. The speaker. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, that's wild. I yeah. I definitely have to. Uh, I'm definitely gonna do some thinking and some some deep thoughts on uh, on who I am without CrossFit or mm-hmm. who am I because. Like the fact that you can have that stripped away is a little scary yeah. for me. Like I will say that my identity is placed in that. Like I put a lot of time into it. Like I, I think that not really, I don't, I like competing at a high level, but I don't want to say I'm a competitor. Like I don't well, put. Well, something I'll just share on the outside looking in for you. I think you've, 
you have tried new things like this try like triathlon mm. training you yeah. did the uh, nutcracker last mm. christmas like you you're willing to like not just be a, cro- a crossfitter mm. like I don't know. That's just my perspective mm. of it. But well, I feel like that thing, those things like doing other things and finding these other side ventures, like keeps me like it gets me back to CrossFit, yeah. like hungrier or like more enthusiastically, because like as a competitive athlete, like the grind is so real. Like mm. they talk about it, like the grind, the grind, the grind, the grind is is hard and it mm. wears on you. And if you don't take breaks or like have like appropriate rest times and like away from the sport, like you're going to get burnt out. Mm. Either you're going to get burnt out or injured. Mm. Like you're either going to not want to do this anymore or end up like what happened to you and injure yourself. So, and be forced out. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if you have these side ventures or side hobbies that, that can keep you kind of refreshed and not sick of doing this at a high school or a high level, then you're just going to burn out or get injured anyways. Yeah. So I do think the reflection question is great, but Mm. also it's not for everyone. Like for Mm. me, I was solely dove into CrossFit and like didn't have, I mean, I came from 13 years of competitive cheerleading. So Mm. it was like, I've always had one thing and that's another like area in my life that's been shed light on is like, I've always had one thing. Mm. And so you put everything into that one. thing. Yeah. And it's like, guess what, Megan? Like, you can do multiple things mm. and you can love multiple things. Well, I don't think that um, if this injury would have happened, like you would have gotten so much into nutrition or Absolutely like things to that not. level. So like the thing led you to the other thing. It's if it's not the thing, it's the thing that leads you to the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Megan actually has some big stuff on the, on the horizon. Can we, do you want to talk about yeah, that a little bit? We can, we can. So I'm super into cooking. Yes. Yeah. I love nutrition, but I love being in the kitchen. That's where like, it's one of those things I lose track of time when I'm cooking. Mm. Um, so I just created this meal prep recipe book. And um, it's basically all kinds of, it's broken up into meats, vegetables, and then carbohydrates. So how I cook all my things. Mm. Um, and then I give Super like simple. Ve- it's really, really simple. Um, I then give you like meal pairings of like a 10 day of like how to pair all these recipes together to create meals. Wait, so you're not eating the same thing every day? You're not, <laughs> guys. And it's, there's a lot of green things, some yellow things, what? all the color <laughs> wheel is involved. That's good. Um, but it's super simple. And then I have some like sweet treat ideas. Um, but so there's that side mm-hmm. of things. And then bigger picture, I really want to, or I am creating, it's a mindful eating journal. Mm. So maybe you've heard of the five-minute journal. Maybe. Or you uh, you do you, journal by Andrea Robinson. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Did okay. you listen to her episode? I haven't. I'm you sorry. should. You okay. should. No, no. She has a journal. It's called You Do You. It's really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I would love to look into that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I spin off of is a six minute journal. Oh, one more minute than five. One Take more. that five minute journal. <laughs> Hopefully you got one more minute, people. Yes. Um, and it's called Eat Here Now. Hmm. That sounds like a great idea. There's this guy that has some cool ideas. Well, just to circle, like just to talk about what we talked about earlier, like that's something that like we have always bounced ideas off of each other. Like, does this sound good? Mm-hmm. I've been thinking this and like we always be able to go back and forth and I was able to kind of maybe help me with this yeah, yeah, yeah totally. i didn't want to say those no words, you absolutely did and actually now it's just kind of coming up for me but like 
I reflect back in our relationship, like mealtime was important to us. Mm. It always was like we sat down phones away. And I remember us always talking about like, what's the high and low from your day or yeah. what's, and even we had roommates at the time too. And it was like a sacred time. Yeah. We all sit at the table <laughs> yeah. and eat our food, yeah. get a whiteboard out in the kitchen and uh, workshop. We've done, <laughs> we've done that before too. But like that, it's just mealtime can be such like a cool and memorable thing. Mm. And so this journal intention is for you to be more in tune with like, A, how does the food make you feel after you're eating it, while you're eating it? What are the distractions that you're allowing? Um, what's the setting? Are you mm. always on the go? But it's just to get you more in tune with like what you're putting in your mouth and your surroundings and maybe make you a little bit more mindful and create more time to yes. make it. We, we talked about this a little earlier and just like that is sacred time like oh for for the time of history from the time man was created <laughs> we've been sitting bread. yeah we've been sitting <laughs> down and eating food with other people since the beginning so yeah. the technology has changed people have changed relationships have changed but people still eat food together and I get it. Like, it is so easy to sit down after a long day. We've had plenty of these dinners where it sits down and we immediately get on our phone and we're scrolling. But, like, what I've come to learn is, like, when you just aimlessly scroll, you're resisting something. Yeah. Whether that's, <laughs> A, looking the other person in the eye and talking with them, or, B, you're just resisting being awake and you need to go to sleep. Or, well, C, you're trying to get to the bottom of Instagram like I've been trying. Riley. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think it's possible. Yeah, so is, is the cookbook... And the journal going to be one thing or they're going to be two different sets? Two different things. Yeah. So, okay. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm looking to make it like a two part series. So recipe book is definitely coming sooner versus later. Mm. Um, and then journal still is in the works of when that would be released. There's no just uh, there's no such thing as having too many journals, by the way. No. Well, I, um, I think the <laughs> what? Oh, no, I was going to say moving out to California. We're kind of near them. I've literally burned through like five journals. Exactly. Out here. So there's never. And, and I think that it's a creative idea of having like a food journal. Mm -hmm. Like you, you can write down what you eat and things of that nature. But like, how did the food make you feel? Yeah. Or like being that just like for me, that's in tuning like how food makes me feel well, or like what I'm putting into my body. Yeah. And I just want to clarify because feel is like a very broad mm. term. Um, like what I mean by that is, is your stomach gurgly? <coughs> Are you like passing gas? Are mm. you burping? Like that's called gut distress. Yeah. That's called. That ain't working. Uh, Something ain't right. Gut in there. explosion. Yeah. yeah exactly. Um, so it's just, that's what I mean by feel. But yeah, so <coughs> when I ask that, it's just like getting more in tune with as you eat, well, how is the food um, sitting with you? Yeah, I think that's that's one thing that people don't really have like put together is that they have, they eat and they feel like shit all the time. Yeah. Like they don't know what good feels like. Mm. So anything that can bring consciousness, awareness, mindfulness, whatever word you want to use to the food that we bring into our body, like that's a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah, so... That's it. And I'm more um, passionate about the mindful component. So yeah. if I can tie nutrition and mindfulness together. Yeah. That, that's the best. Like that's mm -hmm. combining both worlds that you're really passionate about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Lululemon. Oh, let's yeah. So go. every CrossFitter now is like, oh, goodness, we're talking about can Lululemon. Can Yeah, right. Can you hook <laughs> me up? Can I get 20% off? Uh, yeah. No. Well, if you're a male... I'll drop this. If you're a guy, oh, I can goodness. get you the hookup with my I love you man. So Why only for the guys though? Because we are Why isn't there I love you woman? We do Snap that. fingers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> for all the ladies out there. And I'm, I'm like defending the men. Um, <laughs> uh, we do that on Mother's Day. We hmm. do have, um, we can extend a discount to females. Um, but yes, for the guys, I do have an I love you man discount. 
Um, but Lululemon, been with them for a little over five years now. Started in college. Yeah. And well, you started in Columbia with the how, a showroom. Yeah. Start that so kind of journey. So Lululemon is an amazing company. Whereas when they're trying a new market or coming into a new place, they come in as a showroom. So think like a boutique style, super small. For instance, the one I worked in was a house. Yeah, and I remember that. Yeah, it was a two-story house, and the shop was on the the downstairs, and it's only open three three days a week. Um, so they test the market to see if it's successful in which the one I was in Columbia, we opened it and we were there for almost three years. So quite some time. And then I got to open the store in Columbia, South Carolina, which was amazing. That was cool, man. I remember being there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You were on the wall. Yeah. No big deal. (laughs) Um, Um, so opened the store in Columbia, South Carolina, and then was able to transfer. So that's the beautiful thing with Lululemon is it's... They're everywhere, everywhere. by the way. Yeah, they're everywhere. They're international. Um, Except for Mexico. Not in Mexico, <laughs> but tapping yet. into Mexico. Yet. 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 Um, so transferred out to San Diego with Lululemon. Um, but this company, really, they're, they're grounded in... Um, uh, the entry-level position is called an educator, and the main priority is making the educator happy. Mm. educator happiness is number one and so from there it's from the ground up if your educator's happy the top top's happy yeah um, and there. they've done a beautiful job at like letting things just be organically grown and very um just a fun environment to work in yeah. like they make it super hard to leave so been there a little over five years yeah, and um i just think they're a very forward-thinking company super like progressive they um they give you like you can go out into the community and sweat and they, 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 they fund sweat that. Benefits. Yeah. yeah. We have community events. Yeah. Um, we just actually, um, released, we're one of the first companies with, um, a maternity leave and paternity leave wow. for an extended period of yeah. time. And, um, you know, we get, we get really cool, like benefits around like the clothes events mm. and just the people we get to meet. So, yeah. I've really, like, I've just, I mean, obviously being around you and being in a relationship with you, like, I've seen this company and, like, what they do for their employees, like, they treat their employees really well. And I feel like if you can treat your employees well, they're going to treat their job well. They're going to take more ownership. They're going to want to do well if they're being taken care of from like the top down. Absolutely. They are the reason why I got into personal development. Um, Mm. They were the first people or first. They introduced me to personal responsibility, Mm. what the word integrity meant. Like they were they frontlined all that. And um, really, I would not be who I am today without uh, joining the team at Lululemon. Mm. And so definitely grateful for that. And. I'm not sure what next steps are with it, but I, they make it hard to leave. (laughs) Right. I think she just told me earlier today that she's been, if she's with the company for six years, she gets a 30 or six, six weeks sabbatical. So if you're with the company, no, no. So you're getting ready to go on sabbatical, which is a three. Well, I get to go on a three week sabbatical. Um, Once you pass the six year mark, you get a six week sabbatical. Yeah. So, so you're going to take a three week sabbatical. Yeah. And then I hit six years and then I'm up for a six. <laughs> wow. That sounds like a so, good time. <laughs> lots yeah. of traveling. Yeah. Sabbaticals and a, a fitness based clothing. Yeah, and I get to wear leggings. To yeah. Work. Right. It's kind of <laughs> hard to beat. Um, so I know in Lulu or in Lululemon, let's yes, call it that. Please. Um, you work a lot on a team, mm-hmm. like a lot of the things that you guys create in the store and like, teamwork is, is a big big part of that mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about what you've learned about being on a team in that realm 
in Lululemon? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. So like things that hmm. you you've gained or learned from experience of being on a team in in a real t- in, a, in a retail store. Listening. Listening. Yes. Um, Lululemon has. I remember when I started with Lululemon, I was told like, "Oh, you're gonna get like." You start talking like you work at Lululemon. Oh, what's that, what's that mean? <laughs> There's a whole lingo. It's oh, like, yeah. and I, I didn't believe it at first. And then now, five years later, it's like we talk different. We listen and um, intentional listening, intentional um, speaking, taking personal responsibility. So taking ownership of things, speaking from a place of I, mm. um, repeating back to people what you hear to make sure that communication is clear. Mm. Um, So working on a team with these people who are very focused on like developing themselves as well, like we all hold each other accountable. So Mm. it's a team of, you can, can I say shit? Yeah, you can say (laughs) shit, shit it Um, up. (laughs) You can bring your shit into work, but we do this thing every shift you have to clear. Mm. So before you step on that floor, we call it a clearing mm. and you have to clear the air. So whatever shit you're bringing in, mm. you let it go. You say what you need and then you ask for what you need. So they mm. also have taught me like ask for what I need. And at first guys, like I could not, I didn't know what I needed. It's a hard thing to do. So hard. Yeah. So it's like I come into work and I'm like, I'm having a real bad day. It was the traffic was crummy. I couldn't find parking. And so this is my clearing. Right. And then they're going to follow it up with, I hear you. What do you need? Mm. I'm like, oh, uh, well, <laughs> yeah. Like, what do I need? What do I need? I yeah. guess like maybe can I just go like sit outside for five minutes and get some sunshine? That makes me happy. I'll come back into work. Done. They're like, cool. Go sit outside. Like, yeah. Ask for what you What need. other company does that? No one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there might be, but yeah. still, like, Maybe. it's just like, they're all about, I think that boils down, that boils it down is like, ask for what you need and mm. we'll make it work. Yeah. It's so. hard. If you really think about it, like when someone asks you, what do you really need? What like, do you need? What's your, what's your response going to be? I wouldn't probably wouldn't know. That has been like a golden nugget that I hold yeah. on to in ask times of like, need. especially if like friends try to ask for advice or like mm. you need... You kind of have to lead with like, do you need coaching in this moment or do you need someone to listen or mm. what do you need? Mm. So. Being a good listener is, is important as well. Mm-hmm. Very. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Why are you looking at me like that? Mm, the eyes. I wish you guys could see. What's wrong with them? <laughs> <laughs> so working on a team has been great for you through Lululemon. Like self-development has been huge for you through mm-hmm. Lululemon. Like best case scenario, like what what do you see yourself doing Let's don't they have this term called a BHAG? Yeah. A big hairy, hairy audacious goal. Audacious goal. What is what is your big hairy audacious goal? I see myself leading. So mm. like when I project myself And that's a bold that's a bold statement. <laughs> I see myself at the I'm front. leading. Yeah. I'm leading, I'm educating and I'm inspiring. Yeah. Okay? So that's what I'm doing. Now, in what aspect? That's what I'm tr- I'm like trying on different hats. So mm. is it nutritionally? Possibly. Mm. Is it personal development? I love that. You know, um, I feel like I'm going to, I'm going to create what I'm doing. Mm. It's not created yet. Mm. And so with Lululemon, they have a lot of opportunities through like, we have this whole separate entity called mind philosophy and it's all this personal development work. Like I want to get more dialed in with that. Um, between like the nutrition coaching, just like inspiring people that way. And then 
again, big picture, I'm I'm educating, I'm leading, and I'm inspiring. Yeah, I mean that those things those sound like three big cups that, that if you can fill all the way up, that feels yeah. great. I feel like like you said, you're doing multiple things now. Like yeah, instead of like putting, you were just doing one thing. Yeah, well, and I would say my biggest learning right now is not figuring it out. Mm. So my life has always been, let me figure it out. What's next? What's next? And I can say, again, within the last, like, three weeks, I'm at a point where it's, like, it feels so much better to not figure it out and Mm. let it happen. Um, And that's taken so much work because people will tell you, just let it happen. Let it roll. Let it go, you know? And it's, like, cool. I'm trying, but... It's hard. Yeah. Um, and I can really say with intentional practice and um, lots of hard days, lots of good days, that I really am just like, let it happen. <laughs> I'm not figuring it out. We usually like in these things is like big quotes, but I don't think we need to. On mm-hmm. that note, that mm-hmm. was just a great mm-hmm. ending. Um, Megan, it's been great having you on the Forging Fury podcast. Thanks for having me. I yeah, appreciate it. That wasn't bad you. at all. No. No, it was super, all. super awesome. I it think was great. Conversational at best. Yeah, well, we have always have great conversations. Always. So. Always. Always. Well, why are we Maybe not? <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not so good. I'm they're not. discussions nonetheless. All right, sweet people. That was another episode of the Forging Fury podcast with Megan Lascoti. She's just an all-around really good human. I feel like you guys can learn a lot from this episode. So make sure to share it with all of your friends mm-hmm. and not just try to get free Lululemon from from, from <laughs> Megan. So, or if you just want to chat. Yeah, well, how, how can these people get in touch with so if they're interested in getting some type of nutrition help or if they're interested in your cookbook, if they're interested in what you got going on, where can they find you? So you can follow me on Instagram at Megan Lascoti. Um, and that's it. <laughs> Simple. That's it. <laughs> yeah, Megan, it's been awesome having you on the podcast and maybe we'll do a follow up. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, yeah. Someday.